Okay, I'll start this segment up by saying uh, uh, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. There you go. Remember that song? I, yeah. All right, what's the first line? Uh, that, Slip out the back, Jack. Jack. Get a new plan, Sam. Stan. Stan. Stan, Stan. yeah. Stan. You don't need to be coy. Roy. Uh, just listen to me. Wow. Hop on the bus. Gus. Uh, you don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, Lee, and get yourself free. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I could be sitting in a senior center right now and a big success because I knew half the answers. Yeah. I'm the Padre, and he's the Pritch, and uh, our job is to try and uh, make light of each other. Yes. <laughs> and in so doing, bring some light into your life. So if you're, uh, if you're down and out or you're having a tough time, I say just... Having a conversation with the Pritch here uh, is a good way to get yourself uh, out of the rut and back on the road. Um, I, I chose that 50 ways uh, to start us off here today because I... Really Who sang that? Do you remember? Yeah, uh, 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 Simon and Garfunkel. Okay, that's right. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> You're too young for that. <laughs> I introduced him at the Greek Theater for Bread and Roses. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Paul Simon, yeah. With uh, Joan Baez, yeah, it was awesome, yeah. Um, so the, the scriptures uh, really bothered me a lot uh, this next week because it's about uh, divorce and about, uh, you know, what you can do and what you can't do. And we all know that our common experience tells us that two people who are in love, fall in love, can also fall out of love right. and make it miserable for family life, for yeah. children, absolutely, and uh, for their relatives. And and uh, they take it to work. They live with it at home. And our Catholic tradition, you know, uh, going back is oh, you just can't, you can't get a divorce. You divorce. You yeah. made the mistake. Right. And live with it. Now live with it. You've yeah. made your bed, sleep in it. You know, right. Even though I, as a as a priest and not having that experience, I cannot imagine two people, because I've gone through life disliking someone. <laughs> not you, Mike. But, you know, I understand. disliking yeah. so much that it turns into a, I don't care if I ever see this person again. Person again. Yeah. Because they tox you up. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it just it it ties you ties you up in knots, and you say, and w what gets me is uh, two people who are married, and if they don't like each other, and they're in close proximity, yeah, using the same bathroom, same kitchen, try, I I can't imagine. I mean, you can buy two beds now, but there's some people, yeah, some families can't afford another room right. or two yep. rooms, right. Exactly. They have to live in that room with with that person. That person, yeah. And uh, I've often told in my counseling situations with people in that, I said, you know, <laughs> don't ever worry about suffering in the afterlife or going to hell or any of that because you've lived a part of that. The part of it is purgatory. Yeah. Uh, the part of the purgatory is finding ways, and the answers are never outside. Yeah. In relationships. Never outside. Always inside. 
learning to forgive yourself for being resentful, learning that that, that resentments, you know, I saw a, a great t-shirt and it was two, two people driving along in the car and it said, fueled by resentments. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I liked was a cartoon in the New Yorker. It's a husband and wife and you don't know who says it, but it's a cartoon It says, Stop seething, you're steaming up the windows. <laughs> and so, yeah. so what we know is that when we look internally for the answers, like what is it about me that I could change to make myself more acceptable? Sublimate. You know, you think back about all the great avatars who had to sublimate the, themselves. I always like that line. St. Teresa of Avila, she said, Lord, save us from sour-faced saints. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, she yeah. was in a convent full of... Uh, very holy women. Very holy women. Yes. With grinding it, their teeth. Exactly. And the other line I loved of, of theirs was, uh, a saint that is sad and angry is a sad scene. Mm. So what we know is that uh, to become saintly is to look in, inward towards the answers. And one of the things in marriage that I always try to tell everybody that I help is forgive yourself first. Look inside for the answers of what, what am I doing to make it harder on my spouse, my wife, my, my family, and my kids that would teach them that I would live in misery, you know, rather than change myself. And so I always remember that line um, that 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 comes in life from those moments where you you look into the person's eyes and you realize that their anger is from you. Hmm. When I would sit in probation counseling or counseling with folks who have issues with drugs or alcohol or parolees, and I love parolees, and, I, and the reason I love parolees is because they... They've got that nice cream inside. Oh, man. Those paroskis. No, those are paroskis. Paroskis, <laughs> this is a different thing. What are you doing? I'm trying to make point. Okay. So... But Russian, Poroskis, my Polish niece is up in Chicago going, this. Yeah. So anyway, all of a sudden, you know that that, that thing is with the parolees. When you ask them their, their journey and the tattoos they wear, listen carefully now, folks. Some of the tattoos are from the things outside you can see, but the things inside on their heart. They're trying to help you understand. I hurt. I suffer. I'm in pain. Not always. It's not what I'm saying. And I remember one time being with one of the, the officers I was working with, and I said, Jack, I said, you got to get rid of the cigarettes, man. You're, this is hurting you. And he goes, that's just one more way of me teaching myself. I don't care what happens to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good to know that you're backing me up in every place that I go. So if you've given up on you, Good luck and for me. You remember so, the old time with the tattoos, you'd say, oh, the guy's got tattoos. He yeah. must have been in prison. Do you uh, realize that almost every NBA team today, yeah, 
They're all, I mean, it's, it's part of yes. the decoration of the flesh. It's, yeah. But uh, I, don't, I don't know that it says the same thing that you were trying to describe. Well, I mean, it's art. To them now, it's become art. Yeah. I have kids that have uh, art on them, and, and I think that it's fine. It doesn't bother me. When I grew up in the early 50s, that was literally a sign of of criminal uh, activity. activity. But now it's not only art, it's a statement. Pay attention to the fact that when you judge me, you don't know me. You don't know my heart. You don't know who I am, but you've assumed things not in evidence. And when I sit with the parolees, sometimes I, I got them up and sharing about what happened in their early childhood and who cried the hardest, the correctional officers, mm. because one of them said to me after, you know, this is the same journey for many of us. We chose a different pathway. Mm. I suffered in childhood from dysfunction. <laughs> and so when we have these adverse childhood experiences, that we give the test for, in one of the parolees groups I had, there was 200, we had 78 who were tens. Mm. And so we're learning through technology because it can tell you things. You can take that test right now, folks, on uh, uh, any, you Google adverse childhood experience and it'll give you the 10 questions and and more and explain it to you. Mm. And so we walk around now with our telephones As a great I, I have the results of your test. <laughs> you don't want to know. You don't know. You don't want to know who you are. Well, let me let me tell you my favorite line from my World War II dad was, uh, "Did I or did I not tell you to cut the grass when I left this morning?" Oh yeah, Dad. I, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. What if I forgot about my job? What if I forgot what I was supposed to do tomorrow? Maybe you could cut the grass. <laughs> Whack. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so no. I have to get this off my mind. Yeah. But you said a while ago about a cartoon in the New York Times. Yeah. I I always think of New York Times. There's only one cartoon that I often love, and it's so simple it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's a guy. He's got a roller skate strapped to his elbow, and he's in one of those little sports cars. Going down the highway and his elbows on the skate. Isn't that stupid? <laughs> but I love it. No, but afterwards, after you say that, all of that comes, comes to, my, to your brain. I yeah. saw that probably 30 years ago. Yes. And I, I laughed and laughed. That is really stupid. But That's why it's good to get those cartoon books that you can get at any one of these things and look through a page through. One, I, I, I burst out laughing. There's a family standing in the middle of a beach, okay? And the beach goes on forever. And there's a guy with his umbrella, and the family goes, Dag, nabbed our spot. <laughs> it's like, only that spot. That spot, yeah. yeah. and only that spot would do. And it's obsessive-compulsive disorder, right? So, relax. Let the ego go. Find a way to, 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 to find compassion for yourself, which is my big thing about teaching self-compassion. When I was thinking about that was, uh, was just everybody that says that, you know, 
organized religion can do incredible harm. And you can hear that from people. And, you know, and what I say is my traditions and our traditions sometimes when we're laughing together and praying together at church and I turn around and I see some of those firefighters who are in that room who have risked their lives this very summer and all they want to do is pray in church at a place like St. Vincent's and be reminded of the, the good that has come from helping young people mm -hmm. and the idea that many of our cops and firemen just need to receive the sacraments and communion to be continuing to do that. And then you'll hear people say, oh, this is, nah, this is nothing but an addiction. No, no, this is a tradition. And for all of us who pray, laugh, get together, and, and, and sing, you know, in yeah, harmony. To bring you down again, uh, which is really hard, <laughs> to go back to uh, uh, the divorce. Have you ever thought about this? Now, you went to the seminary to sure. study to be a priest. You did yeah. a few years, yeah. and I did a few years. And uh, I think of, of people who get married after maybe a year or two years of knowing each yeah. other. Yeah. And the preparation that you go to to be ordained a priest is all these years. So you have plenty of time to see yes, no, maybe. Right. Uh, I understand. And people that fall in love don't have that. I mean, that's kind of a gift, don't you? Look well, at yeah. it that way. But but see, in the eyes, when you have kids, it's different. Oh, yeah, and you, that's the gift that solidifies the love that made I uh, yeah. See, that's the answer. Yeah. You really aren't as dumb as I <laughs> no, That's I, the first time you ever said that. No, I mean, that's the answer, isn't it? Yeah, because I, I remember... Um, when uh, tr truly, uh, my son Connor, who's a comedy writer, was in a hospital, a children's hospital, and uh, he had pneumonia, it developed into croup, and they had moved him. Uh, um, Dr. Bartlett moved him into the intensive care unit. I was scared to death. And I was frightened. And he was a little 16-month-old baby who they had to tie his hands down. And I was literally suffering from his suffering, yeah. emotionally and physically as well. He's pointing to the door to get me out. And I was like this. And what got me through was my beloved wife who said, this young doctor walks up, Harry, and he goes, do you and your husband feel guilty about the baby getting pneumonia? And my wife, she's from Chicago. She goes, you know, Doc, we talked it over. We thought, well, maybe it was that night we left him out in the cold, pouring rain. And he was pounding on the door with that tiny little fist is. And we said, no, you stay outside till you catch pneumonia. And I started to laugh. Robin Williams comes in. I tell him the story. He and I are laughing. And she says to Robin, take him out. And as a prayer, go do comedy somewhere. And oh. he did. And that guy is six foot four and about 260 pounds of yoke steel. Yeah. Now, that's not the one I prayed for. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the same one. But that was all right. Right you know no, what? you called me. I came over and we prayed. Yeah. And he got worse. He got worse. But the thing was, he got better. Yeah. 
And that's where, you know, that, that, that prayer is God's way of letting you have uh, the door creak open to hope, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, guys like you and I, I mean, I, how many... How many things you did with the cancer kids, the kids of camp yeah. of, of cancer, and I I went down to as 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 to honor that. I would take Robin Williams and other friends who are comedians and go to uh, Louise Packard Hospital, whom I loved, and there was a little girl down there named Kelly George whose mother wrote me the most beautiful letter, and she had left us. And Randy Cross, good Catholic guy, uh, who played football for the 49ers. and. Uh, we we laughed so hard because we went to go see that little girl when she was real sick. And this is your offering to bring hope to moms and dads. And the letter his mother, uh, her mother, sent us uh, and the picture uh, of us at the opening of the Louise Packard Children's Hospital at Stanford was amazing because a guy from... The San Jose Mercury News had, had taken a picture uh, anonymously, way far away. It was like, didn't even know he was with us, me and little Kelly George. And, you know, you have impact on people's lives. And that's what, that's what this stuff is about. And, and when you're talking about divorce, it's find a way to, to love again those things in the person you've come to resent. Find a way to forgive yourself for finding anger and hostility and toxicity in people. Be gentle. That's, that's all Christ, I think, taught. I think Gandhi taught the same thing. He would, he would make me laugh. Gandhi said, um, you know, I love your Christ. It's your Christians sometimes I have a problem with, right? And how they treat each other. And so Gandhi had a wisdom that was born of spirit. Now, how do we know that? I mean, if we, if we look around, I always try to tell this. The ancient Norsemen called it Wodan, the Native American Wokan. The Hindus call it Prana. The Kahunas of Hawaii call it Mana. The Chinese call it Chi. The Japanese call it Ki. The Hebrew term Ruach HaKodesh. Christians call it the Holy Spirit. And my buddy up the road here that I worked for for years, George Lucas calls it, the force is strong within you. And that yeah. force is something that I think is what teaches you how to stay in relationship, in marriage, in friendship, and in that. And that's what I say, you know, there may be no I in team, but there is an I in friends, and relationships, and partnerships, and community and neighbors. Mm -hmm. So when we know that, that kind of connection, that I, is put yourself in that, yeah. right? Well, we have this uh, situation where uh, we call it the Holy Family. Right. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yeah. And some people say, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> yeah, my mother used to say it. I know. I've heard you quote <laughs> The Holy Family, and yet, uh, you know, the kid's 12 and he runs off and doesn't tell anybody. Right. And uh, that's, that had to be very disappointing. Right. And what was even worse is the Holy Family, Joseph, who's the father of the family, decides quietly to divorce her when he finds out she's pregnant by all of those people you mentioned. Right. The Holy Spirit and ten yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. No, because look at, the, look at the judgment that comes in any community when you hear gossip 
and you assume things not in evidence. Yeah. And that's why I always loved that line by Twain who said, you know, if you hold that toxicity in you, you do more damage to yourself yeah. and your own spirit than you do to those you pour out on others. So be you careful. You have that dark cloud following you oh. around wherever yeah. you go. You're the one under the cloud. Right. Remember, that was uh, Al Cap who had Joe Blitzvick or whatever his name was. <laughs> he had the dark cloud following him all the time. And so, uh, Lil Abner. So you can help me out with this story. Sure. Rocky one, you know. Uh, uh, hey, there's Adrian, who's run, working in the, the pet store, right. and then there's Rocky's manager, who's Paulie. 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 Yeah. So, uh, Rocky wants to marry Adrian, yep. and Paulie says, uh, uh, "Rocky, uh, why do you want to marry my sister? She's not too bright." She's certainly not good looking. She works in a pet store. And Rocky says, Well, Paulie, um, she got gaps. And I got gaps. So the two of us together fill each other's gaps. Just gaps. Right. So a simple word, uh, <laughs> you know, but it says it's an expression that. That no matter if these two people are not meant, they fall in love, and they overcome so many difficulties, just filling each other's uh, the the gaps that they have. One's not so good looking. One is not so smart. Uh, you know, one has got this. The other's got that. You know, she loves pets and animals, and he's a fighter. So 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 wise that you know and the wisdom from that is we got gaps the little uh when i when i play with down syndrome children i said let's put a puzzle together and he goes that's how you stay friends and i said what what do you mean by that rodney i go what do you mean by that he goes if you could figure out your puzzle you could figure out how to stay friends because every piece is part of the love you need to have to make it. And I'm just sitting here and he goes, what's wrong with you? Are you sad? And I was like, no, I'm just crying. Because a Down syndrome eight-year-old can teach you about the gift of relationship. Uh, a movie where a young writer like Sylvester Stallone, who I know he was raised to be a person of faith, in believing in goodness and kindness, takes and, and says to himself, we got gaps. And I don't think that's a mistake that he wrote that mm. because he was probably, as all authors do. So he's do, the author of that. Yeah, uh, he wrote that. that. He did. And he would not give that up. They, oh. wanted, they offered him a quarter of a million bucks and he goes, no, I'm playing the role. Oh. And that's a believer, you know. Uh, there's a line that... Uh, uh, there's a line that comes from a book called, uh, you know, uh, it's very profound. At the death of her first son, she was a cynic. At the death of her second son, she was a seeker. At the death of her third son, she was a believer. It's from the singer, the song, and the finale. Mm. And, and what it teaches us is that God will get you where you need to go. He'll help you. He'll help you understand things. Not overstand, mm -hmm. but understand and understand. And 
The most important thing we have is relationships with each other and more importantly with ourselves, you know. Yeah. Because that's that's where the that's where that that well in the desert that nobody thinks exists and you tap that rock there comes the water. Yeah. Right? Here comes the water. There's Andre Nowen, who's a was a priest and uh he had this um not a vision, but he had this the cupped hands, and the the cupped hands held a little baby bird, and the uh, the beauty of the cupped hands was, and it's the same way with with our relationships. If you if you squeeze too tight, yeah. you're going to hurt the bird. Right. If you open it up, uh, the bird could fly away. Yeah. So it's it's the. Uh, Virtue stands in the middle some way, but wow. the power that you have in your cupped hands, you don't want to crush a thing, right. and you don't want to leave it completely open because then you're not right. serving, that you're not taking kind, care of the Kind of our relationship to, to a higher power, right? Well, tell me about it. Yeah. I mean, you protect and you allow. One of the, one of the old axioms when I teach parenting was I go, there's a poem. I you teach to parents? <laughs> Come no wonder a, I'm single. <laughs> come to a picture of my whole family going. Oh, yeah, but 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 the the thing was, because we we live in fear as parents. You know what could go wrong? What could possibly yeah. go wrong? And the poem is, "Come to the cliff," she cried. No, we're frightened. Come to the cliff now, the mother bird said. No, we're afraid. Come to the cliff. She pushed them. And they flew. Mm. And so we have to trust. Except for the one little one. Oh, here we go. Whose wing was clipped <laughs> earlier. Who had an accident. <laughs> he was in the College of North America in Rome. And that's where he learned. Anyway, uh, I will uh, say, you know, that this has been a, a, a great discussion about teaching those ships, companionship, friendship, relationships, scholarship, sportsmanship, all those things, yeah. those are the ships. Yeah. The, the Swedes have a saying uh, in Swedish that I can't, I don't know any Swedish. You may. Do you no. know any Swedish? Not one bit. No, you no, 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 no. Yeah, that's okay. But they said, uh, there's no cow on the ice. Wow. In Sweden, if there's... A, you know, there's danger if there's a cow, cow on the on ice, the ice yeah. and you're there skating or whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's mm. such a... I, I wish I could learn that. I'm going to have to find somebody who speaks Swedish. Mm. No cow on the ice. So I hope that... What do you think that really... It's just like there's no danger? Yeah, yeah. don't worry. You know, go through yeah. your life. Don't worry about mm. it. If you're, wow. Got it. Uh, uh, do the it's best you can with what you have. Right. Uh, Thank you all for joining uh, the Pritch and the Padre today. I hope you have another opportunity to, to follow us along and pass the word to others uh, who might need a laugh, who might need uh, some hope or uh, a way to deal with unhappiness in their relationship. Thank you all. God bless. Take care. God bless. <laughs>